Four Habits to Get Rid of Laziness. Hey, welcome to The Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kim, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm gonna give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. Hey guys, what's going on? Uriel King here. I wanna walk you through four habits that I've had to remind myself of that I think can help you as well. If you find yourself ever in a similar situation where you find yourself being a little more lazy and dragging your feet, procrastinating on things. So I'm gonna share these four things. I hope they serve you as well. So the first thing that has helped me is to stay busy. Now, the reason I'm shooting this video is actually because recently I had a day that was completely, just a complete wash. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing with your time? And it just really prompted me to think about, well, if I'm struggling with this at my level, there's gotta be a lot of other people dealing with this as well. And when I look at my calendar, that day that I was not productive, I had nothing on my calendar like literally not a single thing scheduled on my calendar. And you'd think that like, here's the dichotomy is we all want freedom as entrepreneurs. We get into business because we want to be able to do what we want, when we want, with whom we want. But the challenge is that when we have no structure, we have less freedom. This is something I battled for the longest time. It's like, I want nothing on my calendar, nothing. I want to wake up in the morning and I want to do whatever I want without thought of you know, any kind of schedule. But those are the very days where I'm least productive. And at the same time, I actually feel less happy during those days. Cause I don't know about you, but I tend to feel better when I'm accomplishing things. And that might be part of, you know, my programming that needs to be worked on or whatever. But I just know that for me, I am happiest and most fulfilled when I'm productive and moving things forward. So the first tip, the first habit that I've wanted to make sure I build is just staying busy. It's not busy with busy work, but it's making sure that I'm always moving forward with the next thing. I told my wife, I'm like, listen, like it's never going to stop. Like there's never going to be a time in my life where I'm going to like lay on the beach for more than a day. I always have to be doing, growing, contributing, doing work, and it never stops. Like the work never ends. But for me, I think for you, if you're a growth-oriented entrepreneur who values production and putting stuff out into the world, that's going to make other people's lives better. You relish that. And I and I and I fundamentally love the work. I fundamentally love the challenge. So first habit for me is doing what I can to stay busy. And it's not just in the work. That could be scheduling workouts. It could be getting, you know, getting together with friends. It could just be having stuff going on with the kids, family life, all sorts of stuff, as opposed to just sitting at home and doing nothing. As the saying goes, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Exactly. So staying busy is the first habit. Second, which ties in with that, is do your best. And when I say you, I mean you, Yuri, do your best to schedule everything on your calendar. I am still notoriously bad at not doing this. And I have an executive assistant. And honestly, I don't know what it is. There's a level of resistance where on a day where I have nothing planned out, I won't even schedule my workouts on my own into my calendar. Now my workouts to my trainer are on the calendar, but this is one of the things that, again, if I'm just being very transparent and honest with you, but this is one of the things that I've struggled with the most is actually just kind of like getting blocks of time on the calendar. So if I have a two hour block of productive work, I know I'm going to do the work, but it's not blocked off my calendar. And I do think it's a good habit to get into where you you make commitments on your calendar as if they were meetings with other people. Now, you might be someone who's very methodical and you know have everything mapped out in your calendar, and I do think that's better for your ability to be more productive and less lazy, assuming that you actually hold yourself accountable to those meetings with yourself or those tasks or projects that you've devoted to work on. So what I've noticed in my schedule is that the days that have nothing on them, I get the least amount of work done. 
the days that have the most stuff on them, I get the most done. So one of the things that I need to work on, and hopefully this serves you as well, is make every day busy. Make every day scheduled out. And it doesn't have to be scheduled meetings, right? With like Joe Blow, you know, Jane Doe, et cetera. But it just might be blocks of things. Two hours for focus work, one hour workout, one hour chill, half an hour lunch, two hours with the, like whatever it is, just block out the calendar. Because here's the thing that I've recognized, and I'm sure you may have noticed this as well. Have you ever found yourself to be more productive the week before going on a trip, on a vacation? Probably, right? Why is that? It's because we have a firm deadline. We have a firm deadline. And Parkinson's law says that work will expand to fill the time allotted to achieve it. So this is one of the things that I work a lot with my clients on. It's like, okay, cool. So you have this thing you're working on, webinar, whatever it is. When are you, when's the deadline for getting this thing done? And they'll give me a date like way into the future. I'm like, how's next Wednesday? Like, let's cut that in half. There's no reason it should take you that long. Get it done by two days from now. And at first we have a little bit of a freak out internally. And then we realize, you know what? I can probably do this. And so... I do think it's really helpful to have things mapped out in your calendar because what that does is it has kind of like the vacation effect where for even if you just had a block of something at 3 p.m., you know that that's like you have to have stuff done by that point in time, whether it's stuff that's not work related. Maybe you have like kids, like for me, I've got kids soccer four four nights a week. So if I have soccer practice at seven, at least if I get that on the calendar, I can see, okay, there's something on the schedule now and I got to get stuff done ahead of time. It might even be blocking off family time, right? You know, for my case, it's usually four to, you know, bedtime, four to that time is, is like family time. So nothing's going on my schedule in those moments, even though that stuff is not on my calendar yet. So as I'm shooting this video, I'm making a public commitment to you that I will schedule out my calendar in a much more methodical fashion, especially on the, on the days where I have nothing. And uh, I encourage you to do the same. So the third habit to beat laziness is to commit to very big goals and get uncomfortable. There's three things in that statement. Commit, big goals, get uncomfortable. There's a tremendous amount of energy that is required when you set a big intention. If you think of the word intention to begin with, intention. So if you set a goal that is very small, there's not a lot of tension. It, it seems like it's very safe. You can do it. It's a little bit of a stretch, but not a big stretch. Think of stretch as stretching elastic band. If you stretch an elastic band a little bit, is there a lot of tension there? Not really. Is there a lot of energy pulling that band back? Not really. But if you really stretch the band, then there's a lot more tension. And in the universe, we want to follow the path of least resistance. So the path of least resistance with that rubber band is to just let it go so it snaps back to its original state. So there's a tremendous amount of potential energy when we are stretched. Now, you could also say, Yuri, well, if I stretch too far, I could break, which is also true, right? Pressure creates diamonds. It also crushes some people. So you have to find that balance of what you can tolerate. We are not energized by small goals. As soon as you start thinking bigger and you get viscerally connected to what it is you want to achieve, all of a sudden, there's a new level of energy inside of you. You find a way to make it happen. The only way to change your current situation is to get uncomfortable. Nothing happens in your comfort zone. And I talk a lot about, about this in the context of sales. So if you're speaking with a prospect and they're coming to you because they want to lose weight 
as an example, and they haven't been able to do so on their own. Guess what? They have to do some different stuff. They have to change in order to change. Is that going to feel comfortable? Not at all. But it's not supposed to feel comfortable. It's not supposed to feel comfortable. Working out doesn't feel good the first couple times you do it, but then you get into the habit and then your, your comfort zone increases and you're able to handle more. You have more capacity. You feel better about the process and so forth. But if you don't even stretch yourself, then don't expect anything to happen. Yeah, again, like, I'm fascinated by human behavior and why we do what we do, and more importantly, why we don't do what we say we want to do. And if you really, really look at yourself in the mirror, and this is not a one-time thing, this is on a daily basis type of thing, really ask yourself, like, why am I not where I want to be? Why do I keep saying I want this thing, but I'm not doing anything towards attainment? What am I afraid of if I do this thing that's out of my comfort zone? What's the worst thing that could happen if I did this? I fail? What's failure? What is failure? And, and I think this is a big mental fallacy that a lot of humans have is everything's black and white, but it's not. It's progress. One of our clients posted a, uh, a clip of an NBA player, and I, I don't know who he is, but so I apologize about that. And the reporter was saying, hey, do you consider this season a failure? And he's like, oh my God, man, why are you asking me this question again? Let me ask you this. Did you get a promotion last year in your job? And he's, the reporter's like, no. Okay, was your job, was your whole year last year a failure? The reporter's like, no. And the NBA player's like, exactly. As an athlete in sports, it's not winning and losing. It's not winning and failing. It's winning and learning. And it's the same thing in life. You either win, like you win the game, you make the goal, or you learn, but both scenarios move you closer to where you want to go. The challenge is that a lot of people are like, I win or I fail. Therefore, everything is put on black. It's like blackjack, right? It's like black or red. You don't get black, you don't win. That's not how this works, right? The worst case scenario of you not achieving your goal yet is that you learn and you grow and you get better and you build your skills. And you have the only way to get there is by setting a goal that excites you, which also means scares you. It's the same physiological response is you commit to it. You're not going to have all the answers before you start. And if you don't start, you'll never have all the answers. That's a big one to remember. And third is understand that it's not supposed to feel good. It's not supposed to feel good when you start because you're you're using courage instead of confidence. You will build capability and confidence, but unless you use courage, you will never have the ability to go through that journey to build those skills of capability or competence and confidence. The difference, as I've said before, between confidence and courage, courage feels like shit. Confidence feels awesome. We all want to feel confident. We all want to feel great about stuff we do, but you have to put yourself in situations where you don't feel good, where it stretches you, where you might have some worry or you might have a sleepless night. And honestly, if you don't like that, then that's fine. Maybe you're just not a high performer and that's okay. But high performing individuals, at least the ones that I've worked with and known over the years are those who value growth and you cannot grow by staying comfortable. Commit to big goals and get uncomfortable. I promise you, you will be a much better version of yourself for doing that. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just popping in real quick to let you know that I am on Instagram. If we're not connected yet on the good old IG, hit me up. I'm at healthpreneur, not any of the other fake accounts, but just at healthpreneur. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and send me a DM. Let me know how you like the show or really anything else you need help with to grow your virtual health practice or coaching business online. So once again, that's at healthpreneur on Instagram. In the meantime, let's get back to the show. And fourth is create a productive environment. So messy space, messy minds. 
I can look at someone's desktop computer and if they have a thousand icons on their computer, I know exactly what the rest of their house looks like because it's a systems issue. It's an organizational issue. And if you are living in chaos, whether that's on your desktop or in your office or your home, well, guess what? You're going to have a sense of overwhelm. And if you feel overwhelmed because you have all this stuff around you, then that's going to take up a lot of the RAM in your computer up here. Very much like if you were running 500 programs on your computer at the same time, 500 different browsers and you're playing music and downloading movies, your computer is going to work pretty slowly. And that's a lot of times what happens when we kind of tend to feel a little bit less energized. We feel sluggish and tired or lazy. It's not even physiological, it's mental. It's we have too much stuff that we're not able to systemize and organize in our lives. And it feels just like it's too much. I'm just going to check out for a moment. And that's why people drink. That's why people smoke up. You know, we use all of these vices, whether it's food, drugs, movies, any kind of escapism. A lot of those vices, I'm not even called them vices, but choices are to escape chaos in our lives. And I share this from firsthand experience. My vice is a Cinnabon, is a donut, is to watch TV, not TV, but watch soccer because I love soccer and it's a very escapism experience for me, if you will. So I recognize, okay, why does that happen? Well, maybe I feel a little bit chaotic in one aspect of my day or my life or whatever it is. And I just want to just like escape from it for a moment. So how do we set up our environment to win? How do we set up a productive environment? There's a couple things that I've done that have helped me. And as I'm shooting this again, I'm going to remind myself to continue to do these every single day of the week, no matter what. So first thing, the very fact that I have my phone in this room as I'm shooting the video is going against what I'm about to share with you here is turn off your phone and just move it somewhere else. The best days that I have, quite honestly, are when I don't even turn my phone on. Turn the phone off at night, put it into somewhere else. Like put it in a closet, in your car, whatever you want and leave it there. The next morning you wake up, don't touch your phone and don't turn your phone on until you're finished your day. I get, I mean, it's funny because my mom's like, you know, would you ever answer your phone? I'm like, no, if someone calls me, I never answer it. If someone texts me, I barely ever answer it. And the majority of the time is because I don't even have my phone on. Now, if I go for a walk and I'm listening to something, I'll have it with me. But generally, if I'm in the office doing work, I am a much more productive person if my phone is nowhere near me. Now, if you say, Yuri, well, how am I supposed to keep up on social media and do my Instagram stories and all this kind of stuff? Well, that's the problem in the first place with your business model. Listen, I get it. Like we post on social, I understand. But you don't have to be posting every five seconds about what you're doing throughout the day. Just take 10 minutes later in the day once you finish all your important work, get your Instagram stories done and be done with it. But if your whole business model relies on you being glued to your phone, you cannot escape that. You have to change that. That is not a sustainable model. And especially if you've got kids, you're going to be more present with your phone than with your family. It's crazy. So remove the phone, turn it off. Like just it doesn't exist. I really honestly, other than the camera on this phone, I would rather have my old Samsung flip phone back in the day, right? You actually called someone and that was it. And I love the flip phone. It was fun. So number one is remove the phone. Second, there is an app called self-control. Uh, I use it on my Mac. I'm sure they have it on Windows as well. Basically what it does is it blocks any websites you don't want access to. So whatever you find yourself gravitating towards when you feel anxious during the day, block those sites. It could be Gmail, it could be Slack, it could be Facebook, it could be all the social media platforms, it could be YouTube, it could be ESPN. It could be anything that you use to escape the focus work anything. If you're into gardening, maybe it's a site about gardening. Block the site. You want no outlets. Well, if we look at a web page, a landing page, a high converting landing page has one option, opt in or leave. As soon as you put all sorts of heading links, navigation links in the footer and the header, people start leaving all over the place. You want to get rid of all of that stuff in your workspace, metaphorically speaking. Give yourself 
no other option than to focus on the work. You don't need to be connected to the internet to do your best work because your best work is up here, right? It might be coming up with ideas. It might be writing something. It might be, you know, generating a new strategy. That requires maybe a notepad, maybe Google Docs, and that's it. Get the work done, get it out of your system, and then you can connect to the internet afterwards. You can upload stuff, you can share with your team, whatever. But in your most important time in the like first thing in the morning, like the prime time, turn off all the distractions. Like seriously, self-control, set it. And I say set it the night before. So if you finish at four o'clock, if you set it for 12 hours, that's four in the morning the next day. So I'm saying 16 to 18 hours so that you're not able to access any of those sites until like 10 a.m. or even noon that day. And that forces you, in my case, a lot of what I do lives in Google Docs and Sheets. So I'm forced to live there. I'm like, okay, I don't want to write this. I was going through something the last couple of days where I'm like, fuck, I don't really want to finish this thing, but I got to finish it. And I turn on self control and I notice myself, I'm like, uh, I'm looking for an escape. Let me go somewhere else to temporarily relieve myself. And I couldn't do it. And it forced me right back into the work. And so using apps like self-control where you set up your environments where you don't have to require discipline and willpower becomes massively important for your productivity. And the third thing that you may want to do now, if you have your phone in a different room, what I'm about to suggest is not going to make a lot of sense. But if you have a watch or you use some kind of timer, set a timer. So let's say you say, okay, I'm going to do one hour of writing from seven to eight in the morning, set a timer for an hour, set the timer on your desk. Maybe it's a Pomodoro clock, whatever you want to use, but set a timer work focused for an hour. When it goes off, get up, do some jumping jacks, some skipping, whatever you want to do, go for breakfast, we can grab a coffee, etc. But give yourself a very strong constraints where you're not leaking into extra time. And all of these other things will help you stay focused for that hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is. But if you set a timer, Number one, you can visually see it. You're like, okay, cool. I've got like 10 minutes to go. I can do this. Let me just get this done. I promise you that if you set up your environment to win in this fashion, where we talked about using a timer, using an app like self-control, cleaning up your space, removing your phone, like clean space, clear mind, I promise you, you will feel better on a daily basis. And honestly, if you've got to get shit off your desktop, just wipe everything off your desktop, put it into a folder, move stuff, figure out a system to organize how things come in and where they go. If you have to take a weekend to figure out that system, do it. I promise you, it'll be well worth it in the long run because as soon as you've got clarity in your space, you'll have clarity in your mind. And when you've got a clear mind, you can think clearly. When you can think clearly, you work. When you're overwhelmed and confused, you escape work, which leads us into laziness. So that's not where we want to go. So anyways, I hope you found these four habits useful for helping you become a little bit more productive and a little bit less lazy. Again, this is more for me than you, but hopefully nonetheless, it was useful for you. If you've enjoyed this, let me know which one of these four habits resonates most with you in the comments below, and I will see you in the next video. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next is if you're not already subscribed to the Health Burner Show, go ahead and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.